That's Daniel Jones watching Tyrod Taylor operate the New York Giants offense. Giants, of course, dropped that heartbreaker to the Buffalo Bills last night in Buffalo. Um, I want to talk about Tyrod. I want to talk about Daniel Jones' worst nightmare. I want to talk about the defense. I want to talk about the return of Saquon Barkley. I want to talk about some of the play calling, which I kind of shake my head a little bit at, but it is what it is. It was a game that the Giants went in severe underdogs. I mean, underdog was the understatement, and it, it looked like, you know, from from Vegas' standpoint, that the Giants were going to take a shellacking in this game. I actually said the Giants were going to win 21-17, I think it was. Giants, of course, dropped this one 14, excuse me, 14-9. It was a battle of the defenses at points in time. Um, Josh Allen then in the third quarter and the fourth quarter led the Buffalo Bills on long drives. They had that one scoring drive, which was 16 plays and 14 of them were runs. We still have uh, an inability to, to stop the run and our defensive ends are still not maintaining the edge assignments. It's, it's getting kind of, it's getting worse and worse seems to be every week. We have to thank God that Josh Allen seems to have been off now two weeks in a row. I think something's wrong with Josh Allen. I really do. Going back to that Jacksonville game, I, I, he just doesn't look right. And he looked right for a few minutes or, or for those two drives in the second half, but he just doesn't look right. Oh, that's, that's something to look at. Tyrod Taylor. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. You know, you look at his 200-yard game. He went 24 for 36 for 200 yards, ran for an additional 24. And I love it because you have the Daniel Jones panty boys out there going, well, he didn't really have a good game. Didn't really have a good game. Didn't, co- didn't come through on the clutch. And I love it because I, th- I sit there and I think about this for a minute. If, if Daniel Jones had these stats and we lost, I would have to hear how none of this loss was, was, on the, was on the doorstep of Daniel Jones. That's what you would have to hear. And I find it really weird that you had two consecutive games or, or, where you've had multitudes of sacks with Daniel Jones under quarterback. Tyrod Taylor was sacked three times for only 15, a loss of 15 yards. Justin Pugh looked putrid. <laughs> Get it? See, like, see what I did there? Uh, on that opening series, uh, opening half. Um, and, and the Giants were smart because in the second half, they kind of mitigated uh, what they were doing on his side of the line. Justin Pugh's side of the line, that is. Uh, they they kind of they rolled out. It was funny. They were rolling out more towards Evan Neal's side, and, and they kind of had it where, like I mentioned before, a quick three-step drop. Uh, kind of go back a little bit. And then when they did, and when the Tyrod Taylor did go and look deep, he had the ability to climb the ladder and step up in the pocket, which is amazing because we have a quarterback who's our starter for five years that has no clue how to do that. So it wasn't that the offensive line all of a sudden just got monumentally better. They actually lost a play. You know, they lost Azuda to injury. They had to reshift the line again. But it wasn't all of a sudden like the line just got this demonstrably better because of the fact that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, artists are obese, fair person. Bobby Johnson turned into a genius and coached up all these guys in a week and made them into the line they were. And, and Justin Pugh came in and, and did, you know, and, and did what he needed to do and you know, played beautifully, which he didn't. But at the end of the day, it's the quarterback 
who understands that I'm going to drop the black and throw 36 times. I'm only sacked three times. He understood you climb the ladder, you move the pocket. And that's what the giants did a lot of that. And I mentioned that in the stream the other day, if I was the giants, two things I would have done is put Dane Bellinger on the backfield, which he was in the backfield the entire game. And I would use a floating pocket and they kind of did both on Sunday and it worked. And it's amazing that when you are in the pocket, and you look downfield, what you can find. The Jalen Hyatt catch was a beauty. It was a thing, a beauty. That was that was a penalty on Evan Neal. I'm not going to get into it. That it's not that it's not was not a penalty on Evan Neal. But one of the things I also loved is when your quarterback recognizes single high safety, he understands that there's going to be someone one on one on the outside. And shocking, Tyrod Taylor found that guy. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is not the answer. Hell, Tyrod Taylor is not even the question. Daniel Jones is the question. Tyrod Taylor is not the answer because he's 497 years old. I told, I've i said this before. I wish we had Tyrod Taylor five years ago because he made the people around him better. He didn't take the sack. He, You know, Daniel Jones is more athletic, should be faster than Tyrod. But Tyrod Taylor looked like he was playing at, at, on, in a different gear than Daniel Jones. And what I loved about Taylor was he's, he's looking downfield. He's looking downfield. And that's something your $160 million man's not doing. And, and you have to be concerned about that. You can't just sit there, look at Daniel Jones after Tyrod Taylor and think... Because it's not well. You have a fifth-year quarterback who's making second-year quarterback mistakes. You had a 34-year-old quarterback come in and almost beat the Buffalo Bills at home. And everyone's going to blame him for that bonehead play at the end of the first half. And that was a bonehead play. But then I love it, though. I'm going to get to that play in a minute. Because then I love it. Because, you know, you're on the one-yard line. You know, you just got the penalty. And I, you, you threw the pass to Waller, which was the right play. He got mugged in the end zone. And, and it cracks me up because then people are like, we should have ran the ball with Seiko and Barkley. Even Brian Dable came out and said, we got stuffed twice on third down and we got stuffed on that play in the end zone by the end zone. But the brilliance of fucking Twitter is we need to run the ball with Seiko and Barkley there. <laughs> Tyrod definitely checked out. And you know, it was another thing that was amazing. We had a quarterback that checked out of plays. It didn't work that one time, but he checked out of plays a couple more times. But we, got, we had a quarterback that checked out. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, it was like Eli Manning 2011. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. We went back to the future with a quarterback that understood you could check out of a play. It's okay. Tyrod must have seen something on that play. Um... That because and they even mentioned it on the broadcast, you know, you, you, you have a checkout play. It was definitely you, you probably would have been able to throw the ball twice. I probably would have thrown it once and just kicked the field. Goal. I honestly, I would have kicked the field goal. Um, if you want me to be 100% honest, I wouldn't, have, I would not have put in the I would not have trusted Tyrod Sake on anyone else. I would have given it to Gano and taken the three points gone in nine nothing at the end, at the end of the half and, and and let my defense do what they were doing. Uh, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a momentum changer that much for Buffalo. I just think that, you know, the defense held them as long as they could, but there was something that Tyrod saw in that play and he took full responsibility for it. 
uh, that made him check into the run. But it's amazing, though. You you are allowed to check out of plays. There, there are things your quarterback is allowed to do. Check out of plays. Throw the ball downfield. When you scramble, you can still look downfield and don't hold on to the ball for 14 and a half minutes and then be shocked that you took 11, uh, excuse me, 10 sacks. It was just weird. It was, you know, it was funny. And I, and I saw so many giant fans on Twitter and I saw so many giant fans that were texting me. It was great. It, it, it was, it was like, we hadn't seen this in almost four years. There was, there was just, there was just this little, literal excitement about this guy, Tyrod. And again, he's a 34 year old journeyman quarterback who hasn't started since what? 2021. And he comes in. And he does something that most people thought, you know, the, the best outcome for the DJ panty boys would have been that Tyrod threw up a stinker, but Tyrod operated the exact same offense, did everything that Daniel Jones would have done minus the turnovers still didn't get the ball in the end zone. But at the end of the day, almost beat the Buffalo bills, 14, nine Saquon Barkley with big 24 carries and 93 yards. Most of those yards came on that 34 yard scramble and that other run, um, Matt Breida also had a big six-yard run. It, it, the play calling is what kind of confused me a little bit at times. They they ran the same running play consecutively three times in a row, and it worked twice with Barkley. He got two big gains, and then the third time they they shut it down, but Breida actually didn't follow his blockers. Um, and then they tried running it again, and then it got stuffed again. Then a couple times during the last drives of the game, they tried running the same place, but you could see that Buffalo had figured it out. You saw that Buffalo figured it out before that second to last drive, but we still try to run it again. So sometimes you go to the well too often when something works, not thinking that the defense is smart enough to figure it out. So I, I was, I was, I was slightly perplexed by that. I didn't understand the two deep shots on that second to last drive. I understood the philosophy that you had three timeouts still remaining. Um, so even if you gave the ball back and they only got a field goal, you would still have time on the clock, but it just, it was you, you had the ball back. You could potentially have had a momentum shift. And I, I am a big proponent of believing in momentum. You could have had a momentum shift. And instead of trying to matriculate the ball down the field and get first downs, you take those two big shots and then you turn the ball over. Now, listen, I am all for the Giants taking shots down the field. You know, we had, like I said, we had that one to Jalen Hyatt, which was a wonderful catch. It just, uh, you know, that was a, that was a penalty on Evan Neal. Um, how scary was it that they were running to Evan Neal's side? <laughs> Everyone's been giving so much crap to this kid. And they, what do they do? Some of the biggest plays went to Evan Neal's side of the line because they were staying away from Justin Pugh's side. Justin Pugh didn't get better in the second half, guys. They just stopped going that direction. They just stopped the offense from going that way. <laughs> and, and if you watch the game, Tyrod would roll out to Evan Neal's side, not into Justin Pugh's side. I just I just find it crazy that I read some of this shit on Twitter and people are like, well, we would have won this game if Daniel Jones was in. We might have lost this game by 28 if Daniel Jones was in the game. Because the Buffalo defense, you know, they did have some giddy app. They did. They had, they had, they had nine tackles for losses, nine and three sacks. So they were still making plays in the backfield. 
And a lot of those plays were on Barkley. Again, we only had two tackles for losses. And again, no sacks. Kayvon Thibodeau, Casper, the friendly pass rusher, was it was a no-show, was a disappear again. Um, Leonard Williams, once again, Leonard, Leonard, they they ran, you know, at times they ran right at Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. They they weren't fearful to do that. Um, Cooks had 14 carries for 71 yards at five. Latavius Murray had added another 45. They ran the ball 29 times for 128 yards or 4.4 yards a carry. Again, it was they nobody right now for some reason is really fearful of the vaulted interior line of the New York Giants. And a lot of people say, well, they ran a lot, they ran a lot off tackle. They also ran right at they also ran a lot of plays. Latavius Murray ran a lot of plays right up the gut. Right up the gut. And outside of the you know wonderful play of Bobby Okereke and and Micah Fat uh, excuse me Fat McFadden excuse me <laughs> I was coughing <coughs> sorry sorry uh, and McFadden who had a combined eighteen tackles your saving grace against this running game even though they got into the second level was was you know Bobby and McFadden so you got you got to give a big you got to give a big shout out to that as well and honestly the secondary held up for most of the game. You had, you had a couple early Cordell flot sightings, which were, you know, which was very nice. You had uh, opportunities for, you know, they did not pick on Hawkins and banks as much as I thought they were going to, even though uh, Stefan Diggs did have 10 catches for a hundred yards, but they held Josh Allen to 169 yard passings. But it was, it was those two long drives that killed us in the second half. Like I said, 16 play drive, 12 of them were runs. They just ate the clock. And I looked at the time of possession and I thought with those drives that it, it would have been very skewed, but it was the Giants again held the time of possession at 31 minutes and 24 seconds at 28 minutes and 36 seconds for the Buffalo Bills. The Giants are doing things right. At times, but the problem is they are they are losing games on, and it's the, they didn't just the Tyrod Taylor play did not cost them the entire game because there was more plays that they should have had that they could have had that that cost them the game as well. There was about five other plays, so you can't just sit there and say, "Well, if we would have kicked the field goal." You, you know, it's funny. Yeah, Gano is gamatic, but we don't know if he was going to make the field goals. You you know you know he's you know there's a ninety nine nine percent chance he would have made that first one, but you don't know. He's missed some this year. He's had extra points blocked this year. You don't know. Not getting the defense not getting on the field on two very long drives, which really killed the team in the second half. It was good in some regards because of the fact that they kept them from sco- they I mean they didn't keep them from scoring, but they kept them from scoring quickly, so it ate a lot of the clock. So the the I, one of the things I mentioned before was with the Giants, what you really needed to do in this game was to manage the clock and keep the Buffalo offense off the field so they don't have those quick strike plays. The good thing about the defense in some regards was the fact that they did run it. They let them go to those long drives, but it ate up almost an entire quarter of those two drives. And it was great. You know, it was great that after that scoring drive, the Gi- what do the Giants do? They come right back and, cut and get three. They bring the ball right down the field and get three. The offense is a work in progress. Like I said, the play calling to me is still very, very iffy on the offense. Um, they opened it up. You know what they did? They opened it up a lot more with Tyrod Taylor. 
And yeah, the people are going to say, well, he only threw for 200 yards. Well, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones throws for 120, 130 yards and 60 yards rushing, and people think he's Joe Montana. This shows you the level of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is on the same level as Tyrod Taylor, who's 34 years old and at the end of his career, who's a backup. You need to look into the draft. You need to look forward. We're stuck with DJ for another year, but this should tell you and this should show you this was Daniel Jones's worst nightmare that Tyrod Taylor came in, operated the offense with functionality, and then didn't take the sacks, was only sacked three times, and made the offensive line look better. I always go back to 2024 when Kurt Warner was in playing for the Giants and they just drafted Eli Manning. Kurt Warner took like 28 sacks in his games. And then they brought in Eli Manning because they had a terrible offense line. And then they brought in Eli Manning. Eli Manning only took like 14. It wasn't that Eli Manning was so much better at reading the defenses than Kurt Warner. It wasn't that Eli Manning was so much better at doing certain things or the offensive line just got so much better. Eli Manning just got the ball out quicker. He may have made the wrong decisions. He may have gone to the wrong places because he was a rookie, but he got the ball out a lot faster than Kurt Warner. Tyrod let plays develop. And he understood, and we've mentioned this before, he stepped up and climbed up in the ladder of the pocket. He moved around with a lot of fluidity. He looked, he, you know, he looked spry for 34 years old. He took his shots downfield. He had a nice couple touch passes. We had a couple big, you know, we had a couple plays called back because of penalties, but that's just football. But you have to look at this from the Daniel Jones perspective and say, you know, at the end of the day, why all of a sudden did did the offensive line get better? We couldn't still get we couldn't still not operate well in the red zone, but the offensive line looked better. They pushed the Buffalo Bills to the limit. That was a penalty in the end zone. You know, I keep thinking of uh I keep thinking of Duke in uh what is it, Rocky Three. You know, throw the damn towel. That's what I kept thinking. Throw the damn towel. <sighs> Of course, Paula Creed died in that one, too. Have the Giants' hopes for the playoffs died? Probably. They're one in five. I said this on Twitter. I said the Giants are going to win tonight and then lose at home to Washington. But here's my thing. You put in Tyrod Taylor. You I, And to all the DJ Panty boys that told us we don't need Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is, not, is, is, is a luxury. 24 carries, 93 yards. Help the offense move. Kept the pressure off the quarterback. You need Saquon Barkley immensely in this offense. And I love that the Giants' total offense of 317 yards to Buffalo is 297. You need this. You need Saquon Barkley. But we do need to find a pass rush, though. We do need to find a pass rush. We need to solidify the offensive line. We need to keep, keep Saquon Barkley healthy. We got to keep using the weapon. And you know, it was really nice to see Wondell Robinson actually go downfield. With Daniel Jones, he's always he's always throwing to Wondell Robinson three yards, and he gets whacked. <laughs> it was nice to see him with that nice thirteen yard catch. He, you know, it's funny. Wondell was targeted eight times, had eight catches for sixty two yards. He should just be a running back. He should be Tony Galbraith. He should be the old number thirty for the Giants in eighty six, who came up from the Minnesota Vikings. Back in, I think it was 85. He should be Tony Galbraith. That's what he should be. It was nice to see Jalen Hyatt get involved. You know what I thought was crazy? 
this is what I thought. This is what I thought was crazy. Darius Slayton, six targets, four receptions. Wanda Robinson, eight for eight. Darren Waller, five, seven for five. Jalen Hyatt, four for three. Saquon Barkley, four for five. <laughs> that means he's putting the ball in a position for people to make the catch. You had Darius Slayton average 17.3 yards, especially with that 31 yard catch. Throw the ball down the field. We had plays of 31, 13, 20, and and 12. We actually had longer pass plays than the Buffalo Bills did. No longer can you sit there and tell me that after five years, we don't know what the ceiling is for Daniel Jones because I watched the game yesterday. The ceiling is Tyrod Taylor. He's a 34-year journeyman quarterback, and Daniel Jones is a backup quarterback at best. Tyrod Taylor proved that because, like I said, statistically, the, the games are very much similar, but the fact that Tyrod understood how to move in the pocket, how to step up in the pocket, and how to do what he needed to do to put his team in a position to win, that's telling right then and there. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have a live stream tonight on Monday to talk about this. Who knows? We might. If we do, it'll be at 645. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And don't forget to like... Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell if you want to know why. That'd be awesome.